to coast to coast with uh, capricious and tko i'm capricious caleb that over there's my man tko keolin say gang, what's gang. up yeah there we go aware, aware. Uh, bro. all right you know my my mother actually asked me what aware means the other day like she had really? no idea and i was like and i was like huh i explained it like it's kind of like aloha <laughs> i mean you're not wrong mm. but at the same time i've heard people i mean i use aware as like affirmation like Someone will say something and they'll be like, oh, oh yeah, 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 I get what you mean. Yeah. You no? Know? Like, uh, I'm not actually Hawaiian, so I might be ignorant about it. But like, our way is hello. Our way is goodbye. Our way is affirmation. You know, yeah. we can use it in so many different contexts. Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if I've ever heard aloha being used as affirmation. But yeah, who knows? Maybe it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, this is completely unrelated to any fucking thing, bro. But I, 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 I saw an advert for like mm -hmm. a journalism website that was called honest reporting and part of the and one of the things this dude said was yeah um when when america uh took over hawaii, hawaii that was uncontested and i'm like you're honest reporting and that's what you say have you <laughs> ever spoken to a native hawaiian person ever <laughs> <laughs> like the fuck Dude, don't you, don't you just love how we have these random things that come up in our podcast? Like, oh, we're talking bro, about Hawaii. I, but, but straight up, I, 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 I hate those ads. Like, the, like, like, they're very good at what they do. Like, like, remember when Trump got elected and there was that Breitbart stuff? Mm -hmm. Breitbart, as, uh, in terms of propaganda, is very easy to spot. Like, they're very obviously Nazis. But these honest reporting dudes, they're very good at what they do. Like, if you didn't if you didn't know more, if you didn't know better, you would you would just say this face value. Exactly, you know? yeah, yeah. And like, and like every ad I've seen of theirs, straight up, what they're trying to do is convince you that the apartheid in Israel isn't actually a thing. Right. Craziness. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so today yeah. we're going to be talking oh, about actually, Black Klansmen. Yeah, which is super related to what I just mentioned. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh... I, I first off, first off, bro, I just want to say, firstly, to the to the zero to one thousand listeners we probably have by now, <laughs> uh, this movie was your idea to review. I just right. want to make sure that the people are aware of that, because straight in, up, in, in, in case it was a bad choice, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I I don't know if I can properly talk about this movie without even accidentally dropping a few slurs so i'm just gonna give a warning now i'm gonna say some fucking slurs because straight up every second uh every second you know like uh word out of like the white characters mouths in these in this movie was yeah. a slur bro it's That's all true. it's all tight. it's it's bag it's you know like i don't really want to say them but straight up like it's almost it's forget listening to like a, a, a black rapper and thinking you can say the n-word when you're singing along like this movie it's impossible to quote any of the white guys even the good white guys <laughs> you know what i'm saying like the quote yeah. unquote good white guys ah uh, that, actually that's a good opening for one of the points i wrote down like straight up everyone in this movie is an asshole bruh 
Even Ron? Everyone. Everyone. Yeah. Even Ron. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Uh, uh, should I start talking about the movie then, since I'm already speaking? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go for it. Okay. Uh, so to start off, my first note, opening scene, looks like racism. <laughs> Yeah. Like, like, like the way this movie opened up was wild. Like, straight up that that first scene, that was that was my whole point. Like, just looking at it, I'm like, oh, this is obviously gonna be about racism. <laughs> like, you can straight up just tell from the opening scene. I can't quite remember what it was, but it was like, oh, it was sometime like it was some like old timey looking thing. Like, it looked like it was from like the slavery era like it looked like there was a bunch of black folks working on like a plantation oh or, like, yeah shit or something oh yeah 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 and and it was and it was like alec baldwin standing in front of a projector like yeah that's who it was yeah yeah yeah, yeah. alec baldwin was like was the racist doctor i put doctor yes. in quotation marks i remember that up, you can you can see you he, he wasn't actually a doctor just an actor but bruh that like that racist doctor alec baldwin was so fucking funny to me playing me that too. Me too. And uh, honestly, like that scene, on top of being funny, it shows you how like uh, how propaganda works, right? Like he's doing this passionate speech, but straight up he slips up. He like does double takes, and that's like the sh same shit we would do if we were trying to do something similar. But what his speech is is just so incredibly like heinous bro like yeah and so that's where i think the humor comes from like the juxtaposition of him saying this god awful shit and then just be like fuck what was that line again well what's the word bro <laughs> dude th that was such an entertaining opening scene i actually laughed all the way through it like i'm not i'm not even kidding about that yeah uh, <laughs> um oh and then the scene after that was when ron gets hired man my my note for that was i hate this interview so much it like it reminded me of just like job interviews where they'll ask you questions that are straight up like oh recently i saw on twitter like a job application had a question like if someone posts a photo of you on facebook that could uh harm that that looks like uh it would hurt your chances of getting a job what would you do and it's like there's another question like and there's all these like questions about like stuff that has no nothing to do with the actual work just like yeah. to see if you would be a docile worker or not and that's what it reminded me of. Like, like, bruh, the white captain there, oh, no. The black dude was like, can you handle someone calling you a nigger? Like, one of your colleagues. And he was like, is that going to happen, sir? And, bruh, she, like, that just, like, that, that, that moment where, like, the governor, I think he was, was just like, oh, you're ignorant about this shit. <laughs> like, dude, th that, was, that was a crazy scene for me as well. I was just like whoa why doesn't this dude just say like yeah or no like the fact that oh man the fact, fact that, that he had to ask would exactly that exactly bro oh, i mean and, uh, uh, and then the white mad. captain who's like i will have your back but most of the works on you straight up he did not have this motherfucker's back ever dude only only right at the end of the movie but we'll get there we'll get there yeah oh yeah yeah remember and he talked about his afro like if you want and I can chop down the natural. Even it's like, I, 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 I can like, shave. I, I can chop my... down the natural. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Like, I love my hair so much. And I hate when, like, a school or a job or, like, any kind of institution tries to tell me what to do with my appearance, you know? Same here, man. Same here. Mm. 
But honestly, man, his hair, his that afro of his was immaculate. I don't know if that was like a wig or his actual afro, but it looks so good. I th yeah, I, I agree with you. It's it's hard to believe if it's not a wig, you know? <laughs> Bruh, my next, my next uh, note is literally just, I had Spike, I peeped the vision. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, dude, that seems like a director note that came from Spike himself, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, going into this movie, all I really knew was that it was a Spike Lee movie, and that it was um, a black exploitation movie, and that I, I kind of, I didn't know for sure, but I did hear that it was based on a true story. Yeah. And, like doing some research, I saw it was like there, there's an older movie called The Black Klansman that's I think also based on this story, and there's a book written by uh, Ron Stalls. Ron Stallworth. Name was Stallworth. Right. Oh, oh, bruh. Have you actually read the original stuff? Because I haven't read the original book or the I haven't. older movie. I have and not. I don't no. know. But the fact that the good white guy in this movie is has the last name Zimmerman. Like this movie came out in 2018. That shit does, just does not seem like a coincidence to me. Like to me, either they, they, they specifically made that his name or it always was his name. And that was part of the reason they chose the story to make a movie on. Because, like, like, you know what I'm talking about, right? Like, mm. Trayvon Martin yeah, was yeah, murdered yeah. by George Zimmerman. Yeah, yeah. And, like... What is, like, what is, what is Adam Driver's actual name, though, in, in the movie? It, it's not George Zimmerman, uh, is it? Philip, Philip Zimmerman. Yeah, Philip uh, Zimmerman. A.K.A. Yeah. I think I think Philip Zimmerman and, is a real person, though. But, but like, uh... Uh, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, like, that should... Philip Zimmerman, right? That to me, like that just seemed like they were trying to make a point there with his name, because Adam Driver's character is white, but also not the kind of white that would be accepted by Nazis. You can mm. because of, because he's Jewish, and straight up the same shit with George Zimmerman, despite him basically doing a fucking hate crime and murdering an an innocent dude. Zimmerman was is I think Hispanic or something. Like once the Nazis are done with black and brown folk, they're coming for him, bro. Yeah. That actually reminds me of something from uh, that actually reminds me of something from To Pimp a Butterfly when it was like, so why would I cry when Trayvon Martin was in the street if gang banging made me kill a nigga blacker than me? Oh yeah, I remember that was one of the lines. that was like, okay, I kind of get what you're saying, Kendrick, but but bruh, you get how a hate crime and gang violence are not the same thing. Like they're both murder, right? Yeah. But, I mean, it's just a, there's a, there's a difference, you know? There's a difference between like gang violence within the hood and like an unjust, you know, police murdering black folks for no reason. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm not trying to justify gang violence by any means, but they're just not that, you know, similar. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like it's both murder, like kind of like how apples and oranges are both fruit, but they're different. <laughs> well, I, I think I think he was just kind of trying to compare yeah, the you, fact that it's like, yeah, everybody, everybody's okay with gang violence in the hood, but Trayvon Martin is in the street. That's, that's bad. Yeah. Like it's him. Maybe, trying to reconcile yeah, it's, him. He's trying to find more, the hypocrisy. Yeah. Like we, like, like we don't want more black debt, but straight up, what does gang violence cause? A lot of black debt. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to black Klansman. Uh, did, did Ron at some point? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He said at some point he was born ready for this job, and then 
I think I singled out that quote of him saying he was born ready to be like an undercover cop or a policeman or something, and I wrote down, I hate him now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, but honestly, man, going going into this movie, I didn't actually think I would enjoy it as much as I did, just because. Like, Me too. Like I know things I've heard about Spike Lee, right? Like. There are people who are going to need these types of movies who are just ignorant about this shit. But as someone who isn't that ignorant about this shit anymore, you know, Spike doesn't... Like, I've heard criticism of him. Like, remember his Chirac movie? No, I haven't seen it. Okay, but I haven't watched it either. But Chirac is a movie he did. And, bro, you know Vic Mensa, who's from Chirac, who's yeah, from yeah. Chicago? Straight up, he, uh, he has this a line in a song called Gang With Me featuring... Uh, his his homie Tokyo, where he says, uh, "Fuck Spike Lee, city notorious for niggas getting killed. It's not a movie scene." And like you can see where that's coming from, right? Like that's like so, is some of this really okay to do? Like just now, me using that slur, right? But yeah. white characters in this movie probably don't say that shit in real life. But oh, because they're on screen acting, now it's okay in this context. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Some people are not gonna feel the same way. And straight up, there are probably some white actors who turned down these roles, not because they didn't want to make a movie about the black struggle, but because they didn't want to, you know, say this shit out loud, you know? Yeah, yeah. I like, mean, uh... up, like, this shit is uncomfortable. And, if, and, and honestly, if you already know, you know uh, uh, the stuff we're going to be talking about, you don't need to watch this movie. This movie is, you know, it's, I, I think it's a good movie, but... If you if if you if you're not in the right headspace to be prepared to see a lot of fucking bigotry and racism and oppression, you don't watch this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I mean it, it's it's not, it's not yeah. that the movie by any means glorifies it. It's just that it's so mm -hmm. it's, it's so polarizing. It's so plain. Yeah, yeah. It's it's there in just such plain view. I remember, ah, oh, I remember when I tried to read *To Kill a Mockingbird*. Like, I started reading it, and the first fucking page, I was like, oh. Oh, this is gonna be. Oh, this is gonna be so. Oh, and then like I just I just wasn't in the right headspace at the moment to have to like deal with that stuff. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I mean that that reminds me of like in grade nine we had to read of mice and men, and I mean uh, hearing a white teacher say nigger is just it's it's a little bit uncomfortable, you know? Yeah. Even yeah, though I, even I, though I it's within it's within context, but it's still just like I don't know if yeah. you should really be doing that. Yeah, and, and so that's sort of like the blurred lines here, where like some people would say maybe that context makes it okay, other people would say don't do it ever, mm. you know. But there is a discussion there. But honestly, I don't feel like either point of view is invalid. I I can see both sides. Of yeah, that, I'm with you on that. Definitely, I agree. Yeah. Oh, uh, my next note is that Adam Driver is a really fucking good actor. Like yes, bro. Like it, I didn't really see it in the Star Wars movies which mm. is probably because they're just like, you know, fun action blockbusters. But man, he puts in the effort here, man. Like, Flip's character is probably my favorite character. And he's also an asshole. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah bro. Like, Flip, like, you can clearly see he's not like a bad dude. He's just a very complicit dude. Like, he's a cop. He's, you know, he's, he's like, he doesn't really, he knows about all of this oppression and shit, but he doesn't really care that much you know what i'm saying like i'd say he's just ignorant really like, like, like what i got out of him from the first few scenes was that he didn't hate ron 
but he was but he didn't really care too much that you know about what about like black struggle or anything mm, definitely yeah and uh, and that's actually i think his character arc because you know that changes throughout but i'll get to that later because i want to try and go through this you know scene by scene point by point that i wrote down because the next part is when ron is actually doing his undercover work and he goes to see uh stokely carmichael aka uh, kwame tore was this? yeah kwame tore yeah hey bro is stokely still called kwame tore because straight I up i know ne- I, 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 I never rarely, knew that. Yeah, like I rarely ever hear about uh, him being referred to as Kwame Tore. Like, I, so yeah, I'm with you on that. I mean, in, in my history book, it was always just Stokely Carmichael. Yeah, so, if he, so if that is a name he changed to and didn't change back from, straight up, our history books and media have been doing the same thing that those like cops are doing where they just didn't fucking care that he changed his name. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but... um. Yeah, like that girl, uh, Patrice. Oh, the f- opening scene where she was introduced, right? I wrote down, this girl is great, but not her dialogue. And the reason I wrote that, right? I got the sense from her, like, have you, do you know about this archetype of like, the, of like a radical like black woman? Like it isn't always a black woman, but it's usually a, a, a woman and usually a black woman who is often just like the moral center, like the, the one who's super stubborn but also in the right you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i know what you mean yeah yeah like uh sorry to bother you also had this with a tessa thompson's character and yeah straight up patrice's character wouldn't work if she wasn't as stubborn you know like if she gave ron a little more leeway it would not she would just wouldn't work as like his moral center and there is you know like criticism of the idea of using female characters solely to you know get across like a male character's arc mm. but on the other hand she's w- probably one she's probably my other favorite character in this movie <laughs> understandable yeah yeah oh bruh the other thing uh so you noticed um in that like uh in in kwame's speech and like the other speeches of like with the 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 black student union i think it was um do you notice how they all have fucking afros <laughs> like dude yeah all <laughs> they did like, yeah like, it was like like, like I know Afros were big in style then, and I know like a lot of like, you know, the Black Panther folks had Afros, and like even just from you and me, even us growing out our hair, like oftentimes college-aged people, when they no longer have that school telling them to cut their hair, they will grow out their hair, and they will, you know, especially colonized people, you know, it's usually go through a phase where they're like, yeah, you love your hair and you grow it out, but. Straight That's up, been me for, for like three years, bro. Yeah, but like straight up, for every one of them to, or for nearly every one of them to have an afro, it seemed a bit uh, like stereotypical. You know what I'm saying? I like, think I bro, think I think what Spike Lee was trying to do there was just trying to convey the aesthetic like of the time. Really. Yeah, yeah, but like, okay, so here's the thing about Spike, bro. Like, he's he's not a very subtle director. Like, yeah, not at all. It's, it's right in your face. Everything is just right there. Yeah. There's no, there's no real like layering. It's just all surface. Mm. Like almost every criticism I would have of this movie would be something to the equivalent of that's really on the nose or something. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, like... definitely. <laughs> I found that as well, man, for sure. Oh, no. Yeah. Literally my next, uh, one of my next note was literally on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> Again, I don't want to, I, I don't want to insult Spike Lee too much, but 
that uh, that Kwame Kwame's speech made me think that Spike Lee straight up knows that Stokely Carmichael is far more important to Black Liberation than he is. <laughs> oh yeah, hundred percent. Like like it like it straight up seemed like uh, he was like like this like Spike was like yeah this dude has more points to say than me. Let's put his let's straight up put a speech of his here. Yeah, well uh, it did make sense to do that as well. I mean. Yeah, I'm just trying to make sense of my own notes because. Oh uh, no! Wait, I, no problem. The other thing is, right, again, with the, like how I mentioned with the albums in the other episode, you know, I watched this movie uh, the day we were supposed to record this episode and not mm -hmm. again. So I straight up have no idea what I'm referring to when I say, what, whatever word I wrote here, did he watch damn? What the, what the fuck am I, do I mean here? <laughs> Sorry, could, could you repeat that? I have no idea what you're saying. I wrote, <laughs> word, word for word, the sentence I wrote, what? A word I cannot decipher. Did he watch Damn? Oh, I, I really have no idea what to do. <laughs> Bruh, <laughs> you, 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 you get what I mean when, when I say that even sometimes I have no idea what I write down. Dude, I, that was me in school. Like, I haven't, I haven't written anything on paper in a while. I just type everything. And, uh, but when, when I used to write oh. during, like, maths or something, then it... Like I couldn't even oh, understand what I was yeah. saying. Yeah, no, the word the word I, I I tried to write was Tarzan. Yeah, yeah. Kwame was talking about Tarzan, um, beating up natives or something. I'm like, huh? What? Like, is there a Tarzan movie I'm not aware of? Cause there's no natives on that island. There's gorillas and dinosaurs and elephants and shit. <laughs> yeah, no I I was also I was confused at that. I, I think maybe there's some Tarzan that came out way before the one that we know yeah? or something, but. I mean, like, like, unless unless that unless that it's just from like a book or something, who knows? Yeah, yeah. Honestly, Disney have Disney's uh, movies and stories often come from older properties, so maybe maybe there is like an older Tarzan story where it is like that. Yeah, exactly. Straight up, I had no idea what the fuck he was talking about. Like, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I was so confused. I was like, bro, Tarzan, why? What does Tarzan have to do with it? Also, um. Did you notice oh, that? Oh. That did you notice that the kid who played um, uh, Stokely Carmichael also played Doctor yeah. Dre, Doctor Dre in Straight Outta Compton? Oh, it was, oh, it's that dude. Yeah, it's that kid. Uh, what's his name? Yeah, Corey I, Hawkins or something. Yeah. I I didn't recognize him, uh, but yeah, man. Like I, I I just realized when when Kwame did that speech, the Tarzan we know probably wasn't even out, right? No, hundred percent not out. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean that's that honestly is quite wild because when you look at Disney's uh, movies from back then, like a lot of their old animated movies do still have problematic elements, you know? Like oh, straight up, there's so many. There's so yeah. many, dude. I mean, so, Song of so the to, South, especially. So to think that once upon a time it used to be even worse, you know, with the stories that they took from, is just wild to me. Well, I mean, if you think about yeah. it, uh, Walt Disney was literally a Nazi. <laughs> wasn't he? he was a white supremacist that he dude. was yeah he was yeah oh man hey man honestly like that's some of the reason that's one of the reasons i i did not give a shit about that new aladdin remake like like being an indian dude part of me should feel represented but i think because i'm not actually from india yeah and that because almost all indian representation is like people like there's not a lot of representation of like people in the Indian diaspora, especially the African diaspora, you know, Indo-Africans. 
Right. So like I just straight up do not relate to the people I see on like Z World or in Bollywood, and it's the same thing with Aladdin. So like I had no desire to see like a remake of it. I just never watched it because I was like, uh, I mean, I I hold uh, Robert Williams's Robert Williams's performance of the genie so oh. dear to my heart. I was just like, I don't want to see. I know Will Smith is an amazing actor, but I don't want to see him uh, be the be the genie. No, no hate on Will, but he is just straight up not as funny as Robin. <laughs> exactly, that's what I'm saying, bro. Yeah. But, uh, but, but honestly, I do think some people were going a bit overboard when they saw what uh, the Will Smith genie looked like, and they were like, oh, damn, this is going to be shit. <laughs> oh, no, but, but, but he did look terrible. They definitely improved the animation. Yeah. He, he looked like yeah, garbage, oh, man. man. <laughs> he looked so bad. He, he looked like they. He looked like if his head was the thing, like he, he looked like the blue thing from Fantastic Four. <laughs> Did you see oh, how big man. his body was, man? His head was tiny. His body was the, huge. That's that's what was poor, off-putting about it. The poor Fantastic Four, man. They just cannot get a good movie. They will now, though, since they since they're actually with Marvel now. Thank goodness. Bruh. I mean, Marvel is still like a a big corporation owned by Disney. Like, dude, but but like, like at the but very least, their movies yeah. are way better than than mm. than uh, the Fox movies ever were. Mm, yeah, like like straight up, they're gonna have a bigger budget, and they're gonna try to appeal to like a a more general audience. So it, I don't think it will be great, but I think it will straight up be better than anything we've had so far. Yeah, <laughs> I mean. I, oh, man, I, I personally just don't understand why it's so hard to make a good Fantastic Four movie. It's it's pretty... I mean, the source material is not that complex, you know? Yeah. Honestly, bro, like, some... I don't think the old... I don't think the first ones were even that bad. They were just not that, like, in terms of the effects, they, they weren't that good. For, like, you know, it, the first Fantastic Four movies came out when, like, the first Daredevil movies and Elektra and Catwoman. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah, like, dude. Like, I mean, no budget uh, superhero movies. I, I enjoyed the, the first two Fantastic Four movies. It's the 2015 yeah. one that is just absolute a oh, dumpster bro. fire for me. I, like, I cannot I, I, watch that. I wanted to like that so badly. Me too. I liked Michael Jordan B as an actor, but that movie was so fucking bad. It was just terrible. I mean, yeah. the dialogue was bad. Anyway, mm. let's get back to Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could go off talking about those old uh, superhero movies forever. Like Me too. Uh, okay, I think I'm still... I think my notes is... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next scene was uh, the... Ron talking to Patrice more and him trying to like flirt with Patrice and get with her and I was like and I was just like man this girl is so great I hate him so much because like <laughs> straight up, the fact that he was undercover at this event trying to hit on this girl man I, I was like you despicable motherfucker stop <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense bro like like honestly like there's a lot of it's a popular trope in movies to have like uh the undercover agent actually fall in love with their person, right? Yeah. That they're that they're trying to mark. But when you but there's real life examples of people who have been undercover so long that they've gotten married and gotten kids and then they just straight up do their cop work. You know, like I've all seen that, that yeah. Shit. And so when you keep when you have that in mind, man, I I, I was just like, fuck you, Ron. <laughs> and like that's <laughs> and honestly that's what I mean by everyone's an asshole. Ron is an asshole. Patrice is a bit of an asshole too, you know? Like, she has to be to be his moral center. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, bruh. 
you know how he's a cop, and yep. whenever, whenever, whenever he's like undercover, he wears this like necklace that straight up looks like he's wearing a badge. Like, uh, like the first time I saw it, I was like, is that his badge? Why is he wearing his badge? He's undercover. And then I noticed it was just like a chain with a with a, with like a medallion. But why the fuck would you wear something that looks so much like a badge, bruh? It does look. It, I mean, especially because uh, cops a lot of the time do just have their badge on a chain. Yeah, like, like on like, neck, like yeah, like that's what like, like, like dog that's tags what detectives or usually do, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Like, like the like the the cops that don't have to wear a uniform. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, bro, but also, like, undercover cops usually have some kind of thing to mark them out, like some kind of armband or something, so, so other cops know who they are. Maybe that's what Ron was doing with that chain. But although, if that's what he was, he picked a dumb chain to do it with. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Like, my um, note is, yeah, like, my note is literally, his necklace looks like a badge. Dumbass. <laughs> There's there's one thing that that I'll say this this movie I mean th there's there's a lot of uh, things I like about this movie one thing I really find that Spike Lee did is like he tr he shows you how frustrating it would be if you were in certain positions like I mean at at the end of the movie there when uh, Ron is at the house yeah. that's that I mean when when that when what's his, when when the guy's wife goes to blow up uh, Patrice's house. And then yeah. those two officers are trying to take Ron down. He's telling them to, to get his, his badge out of his pocket. And you, I, like, I could feel that if I was in that position, I would just be so mad. I would be so frustrated. Bruh, so I, 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 I think I, that was done really well. Uh, I, I think because I only did research after watching the movie, I straight up thought he was going to die then. Like, and bruh, I think we should mention now that Jordan Peele is also a producer on this movie. Like, it's not just Spike that made this thing. Yeah. And I, I want to mention that because there was an alternative cut of Get Out where the dude actually dies at the end when the cops show up. Like, the TSA homie doesn't show up. Mm. Like, actual cops. And, bro, like, I saw a tweet the other day that was, like, the, 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 most, the most telling part about Get Out was when the cop showed up and everyone in the audience just straight up knew, like, oh, shit. You know, everyone gasped, like, oh, fuck. And that's so fucking telling, cause like, yeah. honestly, I wouldn't be surprised. Get out! Did Get Out come come out before this? I think it came yes, out in twenty seventeen, right? Get Get Out like, came in twenty seventeen. Black Plasma came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah, like I like I, I like I can wouldn't be surprised if this story may have been where Jordan got the idea of like, yeah, the cop shows up and it's not a good thing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Hey, uh, let's see, where am I? Do you know that, that the guy who plays Ron Stallworth is actually yeah. Denzel Washington's son? For real? Yeah, it was it was that. the it was the first movie he ever he he acted in and he didn't even tell people that he was Denzel Washington's son. <laughs> Cuz he wanted to make his own name. Yeah, I, I remember when I when, when I when, when I looked up the cast, I didn't his name his last name isn't Washington. I think he, it, he he only yeah. revealed that recently. It's yeah, yeah John. I mean, he he was originally John David. That that's what he called himself, but now it's John David Washington on the ah, official cast so, list. So it is his surname, but like how some actors will not go by their full name. Yeah, like uh, I remember like Samuel was, like, L. Jackson. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like Michael B. Jordan. The reason he had to add his middle name B to his like credit was because was so he, he would be. Yeah, he so confused with Michael Jordan, yeah. Yeah, so like people wouldn't literally think Michael Jordan is in a movie. Like, sometimes actors do this kind of thing to, to 
to differentiate themselves. themselves. And yeah, I can I can totally see that with with uh, what's his name? What David? Um, John David Washington. Yeah, I can totally see that. Like John maybe wanted to make his own name, and he didn't yeah. want to people, and he didn't want people to just only see him as Denzel. Denzel son. Washington's so son, he, yeah. Because I mean, just, if you think about it, if that was the case, and they would just be comparing yeah. him to Dave, uh, Denzel Washington the entire time, constantly, you know. Yeah. Hey man, wasn't Denzel Washington also uh, uh, Nelson Mandela at one point? Which no, no, he was Steve left. Biko. He was Steve Biko. Oh, oh yeah, mm. that's who he was. Yeah, I remember. For for our listeners out there, man, that's because in the other episode we mentioned Idris Elba playing uh, Nelson Mandela. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh oh, yeah. Never mind. Uh, yeah. Then Ron starts to properly work in intelligence, right? And right. Even though it's like cop work, I kind of wanted to work in intelligence, man. Like it just looks so chilled and fun. Like like it's intellectually stimulating, but it's also yeah. chilled. Yeah, like, it looked pretty cool. Yeah, like the only problem there is the fact that you're doing cop work, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, like I wrote down, I kind of want to work in, t- in intelligent. It looks chilled, intellectually fun, but still fuck 12. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then the white voice came up when, uh, when, he, when he phones the... When Ron phones the... Winston Duke. When he phones yeah, Winston Duke. No, no, he doesn't phone Duke first. He phones the other KKK dude. But straight up, Oh, when he phones yeah, the... yeah. But when he phones the dude first, right? And he puts on his white voice. Like, you haven't watched Sorry to Bother You yet. But Sorry to Bother You is a movie straight up all about that thing. Like, like when Ron tells his, uh, his boss that he is fluent in, quote, the Queen's English and jibe. You know, yeah. like, the white voice is the Queen's English, you know? And honestly, right. bro, have you, have you heard of it being referred to as jive that much? Because I've, I've heard like uh, Jay-Z or I can't, actually maybe yeah. it wasn't even Jay-Z, but I've heard a few people refer to it as jive. Yeah. Yeah. Because for me, I often refer like academically, you know, pe- people refer to it as like A-A-V-E, African-American vernacular English. Mm-hmm. But like m- most of the rappers and, and stuff I hear refer to it as Ebonics. And, oh, like, Ebonics. Uh, yeah, yeah. I've also heard that. Yeah, but yeah, man, like that, that scene was just like, yeah, straight up. There's a white voice you put on and like this, the white voice is a part of this movie in a, in a really funny way at the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn, dude, that, that, that was, that was a really cool comeback. I thought like, uh, he was like, I'm Ron Stallworth. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> oh, that was cool. Oh, I love that fucking shit, man. Like, even though, uh, yeah, uh, I guess I want to mention the uh, no no wait hold up. Oh wait, but b- before you speak. Oh. The crazy thing is, um, but before I watched this movie, I I've been watching that '70s show, and then the guy from that '70s show was Winston Duke. It was mad. Wait, what? Uh, that '70s show. Oh, oh shit! I thought that dude looked familiar. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's also Venom. He's, he's also Venom from Spider-Man Three. I think his name is Topher Grace. Yeah. Yeah. I I. I, I Oh shit, man! Yeah, this guy's been in Hollywood for a minute, bruh. But he hasn't really done that big of like movies yet. I mean, I mean, like if you need a generic, uh, like nerdy-looking white dude, you call him, man. Yeah, if exactly. You need a gener- if you need a generic white action hero, you got plenty. You got Hugh Jackman. You got Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> bruh, straight up, when I was growing up, I could not tell the difference between like Chris Evans and Ryan Reynolds and like half of these like 
white generic action heroes. Like they all looked the same. They were about the same height, the same skin color, the same haircut. Like mm. you guys are the same. <laughs> yeah, I mean, same here. Same here, really. And like, and like, also with their characters, right? Like because those characters often have to be, uh, um, what's what's the term? Uh, when you like self-insert characters, when you can like like relate to them, like you can add your own. Fuck, I forgot the term for these types of characters. But because yeah, they have I don't to know what you're talking about. But because they have to be the type of character that anyone can relate to and imagine their own experience in that lens, oftentimes they end up with no personality because you're supposed to infer your own on them. Oh right, right, right. I see what you mean. Yeah. And, and so, and it's, so, it's, it's kind of so, like a blank canvas, and then you just gotta yeah. put in your own experiences. Yeah. That makes yeah, sense. and then and and because of that, man. The, the, these like generic white action heroes often end up blending together because they none of them have distinct personalities <laughs> because of this reason right yeah oh yeah yeah and then bro that phone call was so funny because straight bro straight after it when when the flip is just like casual as fuck did you use your real name and then he just looks to the side fuck i used my real name <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that made me laugh that really did make me laugh <laughs> bro, like, like straight up if the scene was just ron <clears throat> hanging up the call and then just thinking oh shit i said i was ron it wouldn't have been as funny uh, exactly it's it's it's, it's, it's so funny because it's flip that like he is so excited to have actually done this and then flip just looks at him with his deadpan voice did you use your real name rookie isn't ron your stone what your real name and then, then <laughs> bro the acting that uh, John does there, where he, that just that look to the side and just fuck, like that's the that was that's perfect comedic acting to me. It man. really was, yeah. I, I agree with you. <laughs> oh yeah, and uh, they had a quote here where where they were, when they were trying to convince the boss to do to go on with this plan, where they were like. With the right white man, we can accomplish anything. And I was just like, yeah, Adam Driver's the right white man in this scenario. That's his character. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you 100%. Uh, what else? What else? I mean, what else yeah. did they say about the movie, really? Yeah, honestly, I want you to just go on so that I can read my notes and figure out what scene I'm actually talking about. Okay. Um, <laughs> let me just, I mean, I don't really know what, what else to talk about about the movie. We've kind of said, I mean, yeah. I think I think oh. the acting the acting in the movie is not really yeah. like there's nothing special, but it's not bad. Like it, it's it's okay. Yeah, like like a lot of these actors were pretty good, but my but by far like the reason I pointed out Adam Driver was I think he really gave like the best performance. Here. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, and um, it, Ron it's Ron Stallworth, the guy who played Ron Stallworth. I mean, since you mentioned that this was like his first movie, like yeah, it's not bad, cons definitely. Considering that, it's pretty fucking good. Yeah, it's not bad by any means. <laughs> yeah, but like the next scene, right, is when they're trying to, uh, when Adam, ha when um, Flip has to uh, pretend to be black, you know, uh, figure out how to be Ron Stallworth, and he's just like, all my heroes are black, and then the dude mentions OJ, like. Oh, that's the example of a black hero. <laughs> hey, j just remember this was this was like 1963, dude. Yeah, bro, but you know, like this movie came out in 2018. They could have changed any of the dialogue. Like that just sounds like something they put in. It, it was probably just put in there to make people laugh. To be honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and then yeah, but honestly, like that first that first scene where where at, where Flip is like. Oh, that's not fair. I should get to pretend to be black too. And then 
They like try to get the dude to speak in like Ibadic. Like, it sucks so badly. Man. <laughs> it and, was like, it was funny though. Honestly, it was entertaining to watch. Yeah, the honestly, man, that's when I realized how good of a, of a performance Adam Driver was giving. Because in that moment, he had to act not only as Flip Zimmerman, but as Flip Zimmerman acting, acting like a, as like, someone act, else, yeah. acting like acting like someone else, and doing that acting badly, and not exactly. only badly, but getting better at it as the movie goes. Like that's. Man, that that's that's proper skill, man. It is definitely. Oh, I have a I I I have a note that's literally just KKK dude. So I'm guessing the scene after the that must have been when uh, Flip met the KKK guy. Yeah. And the guy, uh, the guy with the 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 bald headed guy, right? Hmm. Oh, I can't remember their names, but there's I also... uh, oh, there, there's a dude with the glasses and the dude who has a receding hairline because they both kind of have like a bald cut. But one of yeah, the, the, dude, the dude receding. with the the dude with the glasses and like the really big mustache. I think that's who you're talking about. Yeah, I think that's the first guy they meet, right? Yeah, on yeah. like the guy who was speaking on the phone with him. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, and then the, and then after that, uh, Ron goes on a date with Patrice and. My note is he's on a date. I hate him. <laughs> <laughs> everything with everything with Ron is just I hate him. <laughs> Poor yeah, guy. Like, yeah, honestly, it's 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 the Patrice. It's the fact that he's playing a cop and that yeah. he's getting with Patrice. Like that. Like her character is just such a great, a good person. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and knowing that he's undercover and just pretending all this shit, like when she straight up asks him, "Are you a pig?" and he's like, "No, I'm in construction." I was like, "Bruh, so bruh, she is gonna hate you so much when she like like obviously there was gonna be a scene in this movie where she finds out and like, bruh, she's gonna hate you so much, (laughs) and she's gonna be in the right for hating him. Definitely." Like, you can see it in all the stuff. Like, when he's doing all the stuff and she thinks he's being genuine, and, like, we as the audience know he's not. Like, he is being genuine, but he is also undercover. So it's just that it's that extra layer of, bruh. <laughs> oh, man, I remember what I was saying earlier about how Ron is kind of ignorant. Mm-hmm. The, the next note I have is when that other uh, white cop straight up tell when the other white cop is talking about how the KKK is planning to put someone in office and he's like America would never elect uh, David Duke you know and it's like oh I get why this was made in 2018 <laughs> exactly Dude. Uh, uh, America elected David Duke in 2016 <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, man, you can go back further than that. Like, who even was the president when Ron was uh, becoming a cop? Like, dude, yeah, I, I mean, can't I name you. I can't name you a single president that hasn't done racist shit, including the one black president. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is America. Oh, man. oh, bruh, and that was. It was so wild hearing that like white cop tell Ron to wake up. <laughs> You remember that line? Oh that yes. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Was was the, the guy who was the chief, right? Yeah, he's he's some kind of like he's not the main boss, but he's some kind of like a boss there at the cop thing. Yeah. I don't know what he was, but he was. Oh no, I think he's the head of intelligence, right? I think no, I think he was the chief of police. Honestly, wasn't that that other dude? What was he then? Wait. Oh, hang on. There was. Uh, there, there was. There was, remember, there was one. There was one racist guy who beat up Patrice, right? 
and then there was and then and then there was and then there was another guy who was the chief of police i think yeah but yeah but remember the first scene when he was doing the interview there's that guy who's yes that white guy who's a boss and then the guy with the gray hair yeah yeah yeah, there's like oh, two Oh, yes. Oh, yes. The other guy has glasses and like a bald cut and, and a mustache. Yes, I know what yeah, you're talking about now. Like, uh, I, I don't know which one of them is like the chief of police or what their jobs are, but they're both kind of like, like the guy, the older guy is obviously more in charge. Yeah. But yeah, the other dude is also clearly, maybe he's in charge of intelligence or something. Yes, it's the, I think I think that guy is in, tar- in, is in charge of intelligence. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, and then I have my notes about how everyone's an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, bruh. And the, do you remember that scene where, uh, where that, where they're going to like, where that super paranoid KKK dude, who technically is a right to be paranoid, is like trying to figure out if Flip is Jewish or not and wants to put yeah. him on a lie detector. Yes. And like, uh, and Ron has to do that crazy ass, like, almost make it look like he's doing what racist people think black people do, just to like right. save just to say like flip yeah there. like straight up that is a really tense scene but it there was just some dissonance in it with me because i'm pretty sure that like lie detectors especially those really old ones are like super easy to fake like they're not that yeah <laughs> they can't actually really detect you lying you know what but I'm but do you think do you think people back then would have known that though i feel like someone like flip who is not only an undercover agent always but a cop would know how to, you know, trick these things. Maybe, but at the same time, he was probably just really nervous. Yeah, or maybe he was just scared that even if he slightly messes up, this dude is will not give a shit. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Like, that, like, that dude was so unhinged, that, like, receding hairline guy. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that guy was straight up scary. I'm not even gonna lie. Like, he, he was written well, if that was the intention. I hated him. Like, yeah, bruh. Oh no, do you know which KKK dude I really hated? Like that, yeah. that kind of fat guy that was portrayed as being like stupid and shit. Like, oh my, he, he was so annoying. When, when he was playing with the guns and the bombs, like, dude, bro, you, straight you, up. Have a, you have a death wish and you are going to kill people. Like, this is like, not straight even up, a question. <laughs> that guy scared me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I can't remember where it went about in the movie it was, but remember when there was that scene where I think the KKK dude is talking on the radio and like there's some other like the students, the black student union has some like meeting or something and it evolves into like a chant of white power juxtapositioned with a chant with a chant of black power. And uh, yes. remember that scene? Yes, I think yes. originally seeing that, I originally thought is Spike Lee trying to compare these two? Because they're not the same. And then I realized, no, that's the point. Because like, when you hear what the KKK dude is saying and what the, you know, the black folks are saying, like, you can very much see that even though technically they're, bo- they're both saying you know, racial power, they want you know, this freedom, that freedom, for the white freedom, that's literally oppression. Like, that's literally like, oppressing black folks, Jewish folks, gay folks. Like, they're identity is fundamentally built on that privilege and that i think that scene was uh straight up trying to show people that whiteness isn't about having like pale skin and like straight hair you know it is about that privilege and power that you get from being perceived as white right 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 Mm. and like and and, because like you know like a lot of ignorant folks try to say like 
well, if you can have black power, why can't you have white power? Like, I think that was the scene trying to say, no, guys, they're not the same thing. Exactly. Even it, though, even though it looks know? the same, it looked the same yeah. from that angle, but but it's clearly like um, yeah. a contrast, you know? Yeah. I mean, that's really one of the things about like the English language, right? Like a red panda is is not a panda or red. Like English just has like, especially with like socio-political terms, mm-hmm. what the term, what like the term often sometimes won't, be what like the root words mean you know what i'm saying exactly yeah like if you only know those root words you you, you often are not going to understand the full thing right right yeah oh one hour 15 minutes i wrote it down make america great line <laughs> <laughs> mr trump is that you yeah Oh yeah, and bro, like remember in the beginning where the police officers, like uh, the, the the chief of police, I'm gonna just I'm just gonna call him, was like, uh, does it does it look like there's gonna be like a war, blah blah blah, and then Ron is just like, nah, did it just look like talk, you know? Yeah. Even though even though Kwame literally told him, arm yourself, you know, right. and then how and then how that conversation was so different when they were speaking about like the KKK folks and their clear motivation to do something because. When you look at it, Kwame wasn't saying go kill white people. He was saying, You're saying arm no, yourself. They, are, they are going to come for you. Right. You can defend yourself with a gun. Like if someone's going to kill you, killing them first is self-defense. You know, we're not. Whereas, like, whereas not... with the, the, the KKK, they, they clearly had like motivations to, to do the killing. But then um, yeah. Adam Driver's character was like, yeah, it just seems like talk to me. So mm, it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of showing you uh what sides really think uh yeah you know yeah and that that's also like a moment in like uh flip's progression because you can see how that mindset he would not say something like that given the person he is at the end of the movie you know yeah definitely definitely yeah so it, it is it, yeah his character is about like he straight up says he didn't think much about being jewish until he had to go undercover with the KKK, bro. And, yeah. and then that's all he can think about. <laughs> and honestly, I think that was a really, like his arc is, I think, almost about showing, you know, white people that, yeah, you, just because you're white doesn't mean you're always going to have white privilege. Like, wh- it doesn't, it, the, white supremacists don't just hate, you know, people of color. When they're done with that, they go for white queer people, you know, white, um, uh, white Jewish people, white Muslim people, exactly. you know, white people who happen to be just friends with black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not just it's, 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 it's not just about the color of your skin, yeah, really. Yeah, yeah. And, and then it's even a lot like deeper the, than that. And then, and then even like with white women who are allowed into that world, it's always to be below what white men. Like you can yeah. see that with with that receding guy's uh, his, his relationship with his wife. Definitely. Like, like I, I don't want to sympathize with her because she's so racist as well. But you can see how she is also a victim of the same system she's trying to uphold. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. And the fact that she doesn't realize it is also like a, a thing that's played into there. Yeah. Don't. 
<laughs> oh, I, I, think, I think the next scene was the one where uh, Ron was talking to David Duke, and David Duke was like, you can tell when you're talking to a black dude. You ever heard how they say R? And I was just like, I wrote down, racists do not understand Ebonics. <laughs> <laughs> dude, I laughed like, so hard at that scene, because like, also because uh, um, Adam Driver and the other guys were also laughing about that, like... Like, oh, that was too funny, bro. Like, like you can see how they know there's a different dialect and they think they understand it, but they just yeah. don't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, that was that was good. Oh, and I think the oh, and I, oh, and I think there's another. The next scene is a Patrice scene where she tells him, "Wake up!" Like that's that's. I think that might be the scene where they're talking about like. Uh, yeah, that's the one where Ron. It's like, he's got real feelings for this woman now, and he's like, Don't you think all cops are bad? What if there was a cop on the inside trying to change things? <laughs> <laughs> like, he's so obviously talking about himself. Like, obviously, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and bro, do you know what is so wild about that scene? Because on one hand, this movie is about a black cop trying to change things from the inside, but because it's a period piece set in the past, there's only so much he can actually accomplish. And I think that is that, like Patrice, because she has to be his moral center, she was so stubborn and said, no, hell no, no way you can change it from the inside. Exactly. In my opinion, you can, but only a little bit. And in the same way, like Ron tried and he accomplished a lot, but relatively speaking, that was also so little that he could exactly, actually Exactly, yeah. It, like it, I mean, it, it was definitely a lot for, for that, but yeah, as you said, looking at the bigger picture, it's not really yeah. that much. Honestly, that scene seemed like it was the uh, Spike Lee just trying to talk about his own movies, because that was the scene where they were talking about black exploitation movies, where, 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 where Patrice was like talking about how she likes this character and that character, and then he was like, "But he's a military dude or a cop or the detective or this and that," and then she was like, "They're black exploitation films. They're not reality. They're mm. fantasies." They're, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and yeah, that I know what you to mean. Me yeah. was like. Oh, this is Spike trying to say no. This movie that I'm making is about the real world, but it's not the real world. Like even though this is based on a real story, you know, these movies where like black people have power or they're doing good things within the system or you know, any of these like black exploitation movies which are fundamentally about fighting oppression, a lot of them, you know, it's fantasy cuz we haven't achieved black liberation yet. Yeah. Mhm. Mm Oh, that reminds me of No Name Song, Black Exploitation. That's such a good fucking song. Uh, on an unrelated note. Um, wait, real quick before we continue. Um, do you have much more to say because the timer is almost up? Yeah, let me see. I've got like one. I've got like uh, half a page more of notes. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, we can yeah. keep going. Cool. Okay, I think we're getting towards the end of the movie now because my next yeah. note is how we should have, is he, he should take the the Duke job because I think. Remember when they first tell him to take the job to protect David Duke? And he's like, no, that's obviously a bad idea because he might recognize my voice. Yeah. I was like, well, bro, I say you should take the job. And when you're alone with him, kill him. <laughs> <laughs> like the world would straight up be a better place if that dude wasn't alive. Like he's still alive, David Duke. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I mean, do you see it? In in the credits of that movie, yeah, there yeah, was like a you clip see the of him. Real him, yeah. yeah. You see the, oh man, I, I like that ending is probably what I'm gonna talk about the most when we get to that. But yeah, okay. C four explodes by. 
what am I writing here? Oh, oh yeah. I don't think those KKK dudes understood how C4 works. <laughs> like just straight up. Yeah. Either either the writers of the movie don't understand how C4 works, or the KKK dudes don't understand <clears throat> it, or I don't understand it, because something <laughs> there just not just did not make sense. <laughs> Why? Wow, what? What didn't make sense? Like 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 when they were handling the C4 and trying to like uh, like remember that dude was like straight up playing with it. Like, that is actually super fucking dangerous, bro. Like, like even if there's no ignition, C4 is deadly. Just yeah, like it's, I mean, it's still, a, it's still a bomb, so like, yeah. Yeah, like, like, like it's not like, like, so, like a Molotov cocktail, right? Is a lit pot and then like a flammable liquid. Like, it's just a bit of fire you create. C4, right. like that, that shit, as far <laughs> as I understand, is so fucking like... That's a proper, like, explosive, you know what I mean? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Oh, and, but, like, <laughs> racists are idiots. Do you know why? Why? Because these people straight up knew that that was the house they were going to bomb, and yet they still made a bomb that couldn't fit in the fucking mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> like, they knew that was the house they were going to target. Why didn't they check? Yeah, you that's know? true. Oh, but, but you know what was this? Like, when I saw her trying to put in a mailbox, the first thing that came into my mind is how that did recently happen. So I'm, I'm not sure whether it happened before this movie came out or whether some KK racists were inspired by this movie. Because there was either, like, last year or something, I remember, like, there had been a string of just, like, bombs being left on, like, the doorsteps of, in, like, packages, like, mail packages of, like, black households and shit. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. I, also, I heard about that. Yeah, I, I'm not sure about that one either. Yeah, so like that was another thing to touch on. Also, I fucking love the scene where he blows out the thing because he like he pulls up to the car, right? Because because she couldn't get it in the mailbox, so she's like, "I'll put it in her car." And yeah. then when he pulls up to the car, and then you see him looking at them, like he's looking at them, like, "Yeah, it's in the mailbox." That's the moment I knew that they knew they were going to use the mailbox, and I was like, "Why didn't you make sure it could fit first? Like, you guys deserve <laughs> to blow up that right, right now." <laughs> That part was so funny to me because it's just the irony yeah. of like, yeah, we're gonna watch this person blow up, but then he blows up. Like, yeah, yeah like, that was good. Like, uh, like, like, if like, I was willing to believe that that was just an error in their thinking until I saw him straight up look at that mailbox and them coming out of the doorway. Like, this was their target from the get go. How are you that? Stupid to not check that your bomb can fit into the bomb box that you put the thing into. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Oh, um, as I mentioned about you know, like this movie may be inspiring those like racist bombings. I think there's a, a th there's a really good video essay about an old movie about Nazis made by a Jewish guy that yeah. Lindsay Ellis did a video on, and it's kind of like how sometimes when you make these movies, cause cause you're not because you don't want to make the bad guys completely just inhuman. Like, even though they're evil, they're still people, you know? Yeah. And also, to make a compelling bad guy, you gotta, you kind of got to make them look cool, you know? And there was straight up a scene where that dude with the glasses looked cool as fuck with, like, the music chilling in his car. And I was just like, does this movie have, like, the cool bad guy problem? You know what I'm saying? Because, like, like, Rick and Morty, right? Because the main character in Rick and Morty, you're not supposed to relate to Rick. And yet... Dumbasses couldn't figure that out, you know. <laughs> yeah. And honestly, maybe that's why Spike Lee has to be so on the nose and in your face. Because 
if he if he does try to do things subtly, folks just aren't gonna get it. You know, some folks. That's true. That's true. Like straight up, maybe some folks watched this movie and still didn't even get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I can see why that could be the case. Oh, they should have killed him. Do you know what that's about? Uh, Winston Duke. No, that's a, that note is about the the dude who assaulted Patrice. Like, don't arrest oh, that motherfucker. Oh yeah, yeah. Kill yeah. that motherfucker. Don't dude. get your, your police chief homie involved. Just call Flip and get your guns and do what you do. <laughs> I was mad. I was mad like, at that, but I was also like, yeah, okay. At least, at least he yeah, is yeah. getting arrested. But I'd still like, like. It would be better like, if he wasn't walking yeah. on the earth. Like the thing is, bro. Like, straight up. Like, they, everyone knew from the get-go that that dude killed, like, a, an innocent black boy. Like, I think it was Flip that told yeah, it was uh, Ron Flip. that. It was Flip, that, yeah. Um, yeah, so given that, right, and given how Flip changes in, at the end of the movie, I think they would have realized that because they are also cops, they might be able to get away with murdering someone, even yeah. if that someone is another cop. That's you know true. what I'm saying? And, mm. because, and, and because of the, the relationship that Ron and Patrice have... Why wouldn't he want to just straight up murder that motherfucker? Yeah, you're yeah. right. Also, man, uh, I I was so happy in when uh, when um at in that final scene when Patrice is telling him this can't work because he didn't quit the police force because it, it looked like they were gonna do a, a a whole you know guy gets the girl scenario and I just didn't feel like that suited this movie, right? Yeah. So I was so happy when it when she was just like. No, uh, thank you for saving my life. I care about you, and you know, but we cannot do this. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know? I, I I agree with you on that. I like mm. that as well. That was a good ending. My, yeah, and then my final part was the actual. En- no, no, no. Let's before I get to that. You know when uh the KKK show up at their doorstep, burning the cross, and mm-hmm. then they uh they have the guns. Yeah. Like, that, that was. On, on one, that yep. is a call, that is an incredible scene because on one hand it calls back to the very beginning where uh, Kwame said arm yourself brother and on the other hand it calls back to when the police chief was like can you believe that in this whole investigation there was not one cross burning yeah that yeah. Well, as soon as soon as I saw the cross burning I thought of that beginning scene where I mean not the beginning scene but the the scene before that where he was like yeah there hasn't been one cross burning through your whole investigation mm. yeah. Like and and then the actual ending of the movie came when they put all that like news footage and stuff and that man, I don't know how I feel about that because on the one hand it does drive home the point of the movie, mm-hmm. but the narrative is over. Like, do you really need this? Like, the movie's over. You know what I'm saying? Honestly, I actually need to be here. I I think I think it was just um I see I liked it because I yeah. at the end of at the end of a movie that's based on something real I like to see what it really looked like from from the perspective of mm. what was actually happening then um so I I appreciated that but yeah I yeah. I get what you I get what you're saying though I but but I think on one hand like as we mentioned Spike is not a subtle motherfucker like um I think he needed to make the point that like even though this movie is set in the past and these guys accomplished their thing right mm-hmm. they succeeded at the end i think he had to have that scene where the kkk still show up because they know where he lives and they know his name exactly <laughs> yeah. dumbass man what a, uh but honestly I, that feels like the stupid mistake i would make you know just because of my adhd you know what i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but uh 
yeah, like, um, I feel like Spike had to make that point because those, those, that news footage wasn't old. It was new stuff, you know, from the exactly. recent stuff. So it was trying to make the point that even though they, they won in this movie, shit, the world carried on going and they didn't do that much. You know, shit's still going on, you know? Yeah. But, but on the other hand, remember what I said about like Vic Mensa's line about not liking his, his hometown being portrayed in this fictional sense for, to, for Spike Lee to make his point, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, with, given that, right, when I saw, like, the R.I.P. Heather Hale stuff and, like, the real protesters talking about people getting run over, and, like, you literally see Heather getting run over in that club, man. That's real death right there. Like, I honestly thought, is that too much for a story that, even though it's based on something real, it's still fictional? Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, on that point, it's like, if something says it's based on a truth, it kind of means like yeah most of this happened but some of it is like we're just trying to fill it in yeah. for entertainment yeah like like us as rappers bro we understand even when we talk about our lives there is an element of fiction you know of yeah artistic because, expression. because because you're trying to make it interesting and entertaining and yeah. not everything that happens in life is that yeah and not even just like interesting or entertaining like part of making a good story you know you got to think about plot structure about character arc, yeah exactly arc, themes. yeah so honestly seeing the real death at the end there was really jarring but the fact that you see the actual like david duke i think that was a really good like point to even though they clown that motherfucker at the end no he's still around he's still the grandmaster of the kkk you yeah know, this shit's still going on, man. Yeah. Oh, and obviously, rest in power, Heather Heyer, man. Like, honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if it was Jordan that uh, made sure that there was that, like, that, like, little rest in peace uh, symbol there. Cause... I thought the same thing when I, yeah. when I saw that, yeah. And, the only, and other, again, not to insult Spike, but I, the, the reason I think that is because I just think Jordan Peele is a better filmmaker and also... He actually is married to a white woman. <laughs> did you know um, that, bro? I did not like, know I, that, no. Like, I remember when Get Out was really popping, and like people always say this dumbass shit, like, can you be pro-black and like date a white person? Like, bro, obviously you can, you can fall in love with, a, with, with, with someone outside your race and still be about, you know, fighting oppression. But also, on the other hand, I do get how, what they mean, because there are some people who like only go for like white women or, yeah. you know... And they're also, you know, like, fetish, fetishization is a real thing. Also, Jordan Peele's wife is Chelsea Peretti, who, it was, who you may know her from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. She's such a good comedian, bro. She, like, I, I can imagine those two at home just must be laughing all the time because they're just such Hold good up. comedians, the both of them. Who does she play in Brooklyn Nine-Nine? She's the secretary. You know that secondary oh, movie that barely does any oh. fucking work. What, what's her name? Gina. <laughs> I think that's her name, yeah? Yeah. Damn, that's funny. Mm. Anyway, oh, okay. Um, oh, oh, oh. Yeah? One thing, one thing before we end. I mentioned the, the thing about like people talking about can you be pro-black and date outside your race. The picture I usually see associated with that meme is a picture of Donald Glover and a person who's not actually a woman, like a white person who's like, it's, it's like a non-binary white person. Like, bro, you're talking about dating 
white woman, and the picture isn't even of a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I think I might have seen that actually on a, a, a news source or something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I see it on Instagram all the time, but like, uh, have you watched that Vin Diesel movie? I think it's Triple X? No, no. What's one of the more recent ones? Uh, Probably is Triple X. It might be that one, yeah. No. Uh, yeah, Honestly, no, I haven't watched a Vin Diesel movie in a minute, bro. Fuck it. I mean, you're, you, we're going to edit this podcast, so let me just quickly Google Vin Diesel movies and figure out which one it was. Because yeah. that way I can tell you who the lady I keep seeing with Childish Gambino is. And uh, that I'm like, no, that's not actually a lady, guys. Oh, shit. Vin Diesel's name is Mark Sinclair. What the fuck, yeah. dude? Yeah. Why do, you, why do you basically have a rap name? <laughs> Mark Sinclair. <laughs> okay. Fate of the Furious, Vic Vic. Yeah, Triple X Return of Xander Cage. It, it's that movie. Yep. Like, it wasn't the first Triple X movie, but it was the more recent one. The third and, one, I think it is, yeah. And that person is Ruby Rose. Who's oh, also a, Ruby. A I know Ruby Rose is. Yeah, I know Ruby Rose. Yeah. I'm not too sure what their pronouns are, but I know they're like a gender fluid person. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, and since I'm talking about this queer shit, again, that also relates to, like, Flip's thing, right? Because even though he is Jewish, because of how he looks, because he's a white Jewish guy, he gets white privilege as long as racists don't know he's Jewish. Exactly, and like, yeah. Like, bruh, I, that's something I have. Like, I'm seen as a man because I was born as a man, but I'm non-binary. So even though I have, you know, like, male privilege, it's not really a privilege. In the same way, Flip doesn't really have white privilege, but we both have access to that privilege, in a sense. Right, because he's because he is white, but he's Jewish. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, like it's not a one-to-one -one thing, this comparison, but it is sort of like how you do have access to that, but it's not... Like, you can't really say that, for example, trans men have male privilege, even though, like, a trans man that passes really well can get access to that privilege yeah definitely get what you're saying yeah yeah and yeah that was a very super serious episode about a movie i would never have watched if it wasn't for this podcast so folks, <laughs> if, if, we, if we have viewers by the time this shit comes out guys recommend me more movies that you want me to talk about that i probably wouldn't watch if it wasn't for this <laughs> but honestly bro like guys we have we want to review so many movies like we're hip hop nerds so we want to review like all these like hip hop related movies like yeah bro, send us stuff to review on on yeah. Twitter I'm gonna leave our, our Twitters mm. in the in the bio for this podcast yeah and honestly yeah um one of my favorite movies ever is an is a is a fucking bad movie like not like not in terms of content but in terms of like budget and like in terms of like storytelling, like it's not a good movie. Oh yeah, what movie is this? It's my it's my cheesy action fun, and it's a movie called Takers. It it's produced by Ti. It's it stars Ti as like the bad guy. Uh, Idris Elba's there. Um, Anakin Hayden Christensen is there. When did it come uh, out? Oh, it came out in 2010, I think. Um, ah, uh, okay. Peace, rest in peace, Paul Walker. He's there. The Damn. black dude would. Our black homie with blue eyes, Jay, uh, Michael Early, is there. And, you know, um, well-known bad actor and abuser Chris Brown is there. And that's just <laughs> one of my favorite movies ever, man. I love that. When I need a bad movie that's just good action fun for me, that's what I watch. Take it. Damn. Yeah. Crazy, bro. Yeah. So anyway, away, away. Peace, y'all. Peace, <laughs> everyone. Close us out? Yeah. Um... Out?
I, I, yeah, I guess. We'll see you guys all next time. Thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it. Goodbye. Yeah.